Hello, I'm Bonnie Snowden, ex-corporate person and mother turned successful artist entrepreneur. It wasn't that long ago, though, that I lacked the confidence, vision and support network to focus on growing my dream business. Fast forward past many life curveballs, waves of self-doubt and so many lessons learned, and you'll see Ignite, my thriving online coloured pencil artist community. A community that changes members' lives for the better and gives me freedom to live abundantly whilst doing what I love and spending quality time with my beloved family and dogs, all whilst creating my best artwork with coloured pencils and mentoring others to do the same. But this life wasn't always how it was for me. It used to only exist in my imagination. I've created the It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast to help increase people's confidence, share mine and my community's experience and hope through fascinating personal stories, champion the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and create another channel through which I can support others to realise their dreams. If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. Oh my goodness, the moment you instantly click with someone and just want to pop round for a cuppa, but you can't as they live in Australia. This is how I felt about my next guest, Shana. Her enthusiasm, her energy were just so uplifting. These are her own words. I want to spread joy and kindness, teach people how to manifest on purpose and change their mindset, heal generational trauma, protect dogs, get lots of money into the hands of good people, and ultimately to do everything in my power to leave this world better than I found it. Sit back, hold tight, because this episode is mind-blowing. How about now? can hear you. Yay, excellent. (laughs) (laughs) We got it done. Gosh. Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm really, really well, thank you. And I I wanted to say I've been so looking forward to chatting with you tonight. I've been so excited. Me too, me too. (laughs) Oh dear. Um, And it's quite late. You're in Australia. I'm in Australia, so it's quite early for me. Mm. So it's 6.30 a.m. here. So we're on the tail end of each other. Yes. I'm in the future. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Well, I I have good news. You're going to have a great sleep and a a beautiful start to the morning. So that's what the future holds for you. Oh, brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) I could do do with a good sleep. My bed's covered uh, covered in dogs. My dog's are on my bed. They're not supposed to be on my bed. And then when I wake up in the morning, there they all are. I have two fair babies and they always sleep on my bed. My, when we first got uh, my first dog, uh, my ex-partner, who was my partner at the time, was like, no, he's not sleeping on the bed. And in my head, I'm like, he's definitely sleeping on the bed. So he, slept, he spent one night on the floor and then the second night, uh, he, I just put him on the bed. I'm like, I'm just bringing him here just to have a couple of cuddles before we go to sleep. And it was, you know, eight years eight years later and he's on the bed every night and Luna has never slept on the floor a day in her life so my two are my cuddly cuddly babies oh do you know that it is really I love having I love having mine on me I mean it's only me in the bed and then there's one dog he Vinny my uh, my dear hand he sleeps on the floor because he has one of these big sleeping bag beds He's yeah. so funny. He's so funny. We go to bed and he just stands there and I have to open the sleeping bag and he gets in. Oh. <laughs> and then the, yeah. so cute. Oh God, honestly, honestly. And then the three girls, they're on the on the bed with me. But the youngest, she's only seven months, Dora. Um, she's only little. 
And um, oh, she wakes up half an hour before the alarm and just gets all like, you know, wants to be running around <laughs> and doing stuff. Like, oh my God, just go to sleep. So, yeah. Oh, Do you, yeah. Have, you have four dogs then? What four? Mm. Oh, that's the dream. I have two right now, but I've had my eye on a third for quite some time. But I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think this year might be the year that I get my third. But my intention is just to have as many dogs as I can, like, legally. <laughs> Honestly, isn't that just the dream? Just loads of dogs. It is. <laughs> it is. Like, on my um, my life plan is to actually have, like, a dog sanctuary where I have a beautiful property um, somewhere, you know, with gro- rolling green hills and streams and then I can adopt a lot of foster dogs and I'm going to have, like, a vet surgery on on hand and I'm going to have a restaurant and a cafe and, like, um, accommodation so that people can come and stay and, like, actually adopt the dogs. And, yeah, so I, I'm a massive, massive dog lover. Oh, so I'm, gonna, I'm just, like, I'm going to have as many dogs in my house as possible and then I'm going to buy a huge property and then just, like, fill it with, with dogs, dogs and I can go visit <laughs> them whenever I love. What kind of, uh, what kind of dogs are yours? And a Spoodle. So uh, Baxter is a Maltese cross Poodle. And Luna is a Cocker Spaniel cross poodle. So Luna's only four kilos. She's really little. Baxi's like eight kilos. Nine if he's not on a diet. He's a little, he's a little chub boy. He likes food. But when my mum gets her hands on him, she puts him on a diet and then he goes down to like seven kilos because otherwise he's just like a chicken fiend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bloody. Yeah. My, my, my smallest one, Dora, she's cockapoo. So she's about oh. Yeah, cocker spaniel cross, yeah. but she looks very much like a spaniel. She doesn't look like a cockapoo. She looks really? just, yeah, she's just like a working spaniel. It's bizarre. Wow. I say to people, "Oh, she's a cockapoo," and they go, "No, no, she's not." And I'm like, "Well, yeah, well, yeah, she is." Um, but yeah, she's. And then my two big girls, they're Newfoundland cross poodle. Oh so wow! Yeah, so they're um, they're sort of forty kilos. Though those two. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, they're big wow. girls. Oh, they're they're just wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And then and then oh, Vinny is the deer hound. Yeah, what's the deer hound look like? I'm trying to pick. So um, he looks hand. he looks like like a like a wolf hound, like a like a oh, hairy, yeah. a hairy greyhound. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. No, dogs are just the best. That was um that was the hardest part about my travels last year was being away from them it actually took me years to even work up to the concept that I could like leave them for a long period of time but when when the time came I I knew like I took I sent them back home to Darwin my hometown because they love it there they I'd lived there a couple of times with them over the years and they it's like they're like mum likes to say they're proper dogs here because they go to the beach and they have a big yard to play around in and um, they go on bushwalks and all of my family love them I have a really big extended family and like my aunties and uncles and cousins always come over and like play them and take them for walks and so they love it there so much so that was the only thing that kind of got me to I know, be able to emotionally deal with leaving them as I knew, like, they are so happy. In fact, I'm like, I'm just going to break their heart when I take them back, to be honest, because they love it there so much. Oh, gosh. And so, my mum loves them. Yeah. I d- well, I mean, I'm I'm heading off next week, but I'm only going away for 10 days. And, and I'm already sort of thinking, oh, God, you know, my children live at home. My, I've got older children, so they're, they're at home. They'll look after them. But I've got... Um, Fiona who 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 walks them she's going to come and 
look after them and come in in the afternoon and make sure that they're not all on their own for for too long because they're not used to being left on their own you know they're used to having company all the time so um I mean that's really important for me I've I've always had dogs but now I think working from home it's just it means that I can you know really really appreciate having them yeah you know they're such good company Oh, they're great. Best company. (laughs) Oh, and they would love having you home too. Yeah, well, I mean, they do. They get really naughty, actually. If I um, if I go out and I kind of not lock them up, but they get put into one side of the house and the kitchen and the living room, and they've always done something. One of them has always (laughs) kind of side surfed. They got into one of the drawers last week. I was in my studio. I got I got recordings all morning, so I put them in the kitchen. Came in, they they'd opened a drawer. I don't know how, and they'd eaten a whole packet of digestive biscuits. And they got some. They got some like microwave rice, and they were all eating that. Got it all. Honestly, that's. Yeah. Really cheeky naughty. and I guess like all together too like a little yeah. pack of cheeky ones yeah, yeah. I, I just imagine you... them sort of standing on each other's shoulders you know to reach the <laughs> sometimes I've actually been like I kind of want to put cameras around just out of curiosity just to watch them and like see what they get up to oh god honestly they're so naughty they really are naughty <laughs> I always know if like some Baxter he's like my big boy he's a little boy as well like he's like only small but he is like not a dog hey everyone says he's like they're like he's the human in a dog's body I'm like I know but he's such a good boy but every like about once every couple of years he does something like really naughty and cheeky and I know because I'll just be walking around minding my own business and I'll just happen to look at him and he looks so guilty and he's like looking at me and like not making eye contact me and looking around I'm like what have you done? <laughs> like you, this is the worst part, Baxter. You know that it's naughty. That's the only reason I know that you've done something, and that's worse. How like go around and like try and look. Last time I did that, he had eaten an entire almond croissant. I had bought this giant almond croissant, and he ate the whole thing. And I didn't notice for ages because the pack was it was just like an empty pack, no crumbs, nothing, just laying like out the corner of my bed. And I was like. Where's my croissant? Like, that would be good for you, mate. You're so small and you just ate a really giant croissant. And the worst thing is, you know it was naughty. That's the only reason why I'm born hunting for something because you're looking at me like, mm, I did something. Like, and I'm like, also, now you're going to poop weird and I'm going to have to deal with it. So that's going to be twice an issue. <laughs> Oh dear, I don't know. They're so they are so funny, aren't they? They're so funny. Yeah, they're funny. Um, so them. so tell me, I I I read your um you sent an email uh, going over everything, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't wait to speak. I can't wait to speak to you. <laughs> talk talk to me about everything that you're that you're doing and the manifestation and the you know, just just throw it at me. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, I love manifesting. I have been a student of manifesting for about 10 years now before it was like starting to get cool, before anyone knew what the heck I was talking about. Honestly, I probably didn't even know. I don't even know if I used the word manifesting at that point. I think I started learning about the law of attraction. And I'll never forget the first day that I really remember. I I mean, I deeply believe that we're always manifesting. We're just not doing it on purpose. (laughs) 
it was about nine years ago and I um, was with my ex at the time and he and we were just starting to kind of get into spirituality and he said do you want to go sit in the backyard and meditate and I was like sure that sounds great so we went and like sat in the backyard put a little blanket down and he's like let's just do it for like 15 minutes and I was like okay and I was in such a good mood I was having the best day and I sat down and I um, for 10 minutes I just kept there smiling and I just thought I just really love a random cash injection. I don't know. I just I just loved some, a random amount of cash and I didn't put a specific amount on it and I didn't even really have any expectations, to be honest. I just It was just a random thought that popped into my head. And so I sat there thinking that for about 10 minutes, just smiling, feeling the sun on my skin, just feeling happy. It was a Sunday. And then the next morning I went into work and the director of the company had sent everybody in the company an email saying that she was randomly giving everybody $300 to use towards safety items like sunscreen and bug spray and just the most random email ever. And she had never done that ever before. (laughs) I just, just like, I did that. I did that. And I like got up and like walked into like uh, my boss's office, the general manager. And I'm like, you're welcome. I did that. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I asked for random cash and everybody got random cash. <laughs> and I was like, that was like magic. And then I was like, wow, this like, stuff really works. Then I just started working my way up from there, just doing really little things. And I always get the best car. I always get the best parking spot always even when people say oh no you're gonna have to drive like way down and then get like a shuttle bus up because there's no spots and I just kind of smile and giggle to myself I'm like there's a spot for me (laughs) I just drive straight to the front door and there just happens to be a car spot a couple of years ago I decided I don't wait in lines and so I never wait in lines like I will walk up to a front desk of a restaurant and ask for a seat and even sometimes I'll be like oh no sorry there's like about an hour wait I'm like okay no worries and in my head I'm like oh that's kind of surprising because I don't wait in lines and I'll turn around and start walking away and they're like wait wait hang on a second and look at me really confused like actually there is a table you can sit down right now I'm like of course I can sit down right now and I just like started doing little little things like that and then working my way up but what um I've manifested now I manifested a red Mercedes which I spent years and years manifesting and I, I was manifesting when I was broke when I had like no money I had like an old car I had no reason to believe that I was ever gonna have this beautiful car at all but I would visualize and imagine myself like driving this Mercedes I would rub my hand on the badge I would see myself like as though I was like someone was taking a photo of me I would see myself sitting in the car smiling putting my hands up in the air through the like uh sunroof and I like it took me several years of having absolutely no reason to believe that that would happen and then I um yeah last year no end of 2021 I manifested myself a beautiful red Mercedes the kind of irony there was (laughs) I manifested it and then a few months later I decided to give away everything I owned and buy a one-way ticket and set off on a one-year adventure which is what I did last year so I spent four years manifesting this car and I only had it for like four months and then I that was the only thing I sold so that was a little bit heartbreaking to be honest but um 
yeah, last year I, um, sorry, before I ramble on because I'm a chatty person, do you have any questions about what I just said? <laughs> I'm just, no, I'm just, 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 I'm loving, <laughs> loving listening to you, honestly. Okay, brilliant. Fantastic. <laughs> That's helpful because I talk a lot. So maybe you like But uh, last year was actually an incredible adventure for me. I received so many manifestations that I had been um working on and things that I'd kind of almost like let go of and that's the beauty of manifesting is that you don't have to consciously consistently have something in your mind right now I'm manifesting something really special which I'm super excited to tell you next month but it happened I got it but I'm giving <laughs> it to myself right now because I'm maintaining the frequency and energy but I have it at the forefront of my mind all day long. But other things that I've manifested, I would just think about a few times and then just forget about it and then it would happen. And I'd be like, oh my God, I totally forgot that I manifested this. But um, last year, I actually, um, yeah, I gave away everything that I owned. I sold my car. That was the only thing that I sold. And the rest of the things that I went through my stuff and I like sectioned it into what I thought my friends would like or my family would like and and gave them um, as gifts. And I bought a one-way ticket to Paris with the intention of spending four days in Paris. I had the most magical four days. And this is on my own, by the way, like completely on my own. And it was it was one of the most beautiful four days of my life. Like I just cried every day from joy and happiness and just how grateful I was. Because this is after Australia had really harsh lockdown laws. So we were locked down for two years, no one in, no one out. And it was just such a spontaneous decision. I booked my flight two days before I left. I decided about a month before that, that I was going to go. And I, um, I wanted to go do the Camino to Santiago. Have you ever heard of that? No. So it's, oh my gosh, it's incredible. So it's an 800 kilometer, 500 mile pilgrimage. It's an ancient pilgrimage. Um, it used to be a pagan pilgrimage and then it turned into, I'm going to totally butcher this, possibly a Catholic pilgrimage, um, maybe a Christian pilgrimage. And it starts in saint jean pied de port in France and then it ends in Santiago at the, um, in Spain. And so you walk, yeah, you start walking in um, France and then you end walking in, in Spain. So I spent four days in Paris. I treated myself to a travel planner for the first time in my life. And so she basically made me a four-day itinerary in Paris, which was just heaven on earth. I just followed the instructions and I just said, I want to do this and I want to do that. Everything else, she found me really cool activities like a, um, a speakeasy tour of Paris with like all of these like hidden bars and like so cool one of the really cool ones was you just walking down the street and you would just miss it it was just it looked like a phone booth in the wall and you picked up the phone and put in like a code and then someone answered on the other end and the and it turned into a door that swung open and there's like a little speakeasy so there's all of these like hidden speakeasies all over Paris that I just never would have known of but my travel planner found me this tour and yeah I spent the most beautiful four days in Paris by myself and then I got on a train and went down to uh, Saint-Jean-Pierre-du-Port and um, yeah I just had my backpack with me and um, I had watched a million YouTube's, YouTube videos on like what to pack, what to expect and then yeah I walked for uh, five weeks basically. I walked uh, 800 kilometres from the top to the bottom of Spain um, starting in France and it was just 
it was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Like I'd say like top, easily top five experiences of my life. You just, it's, you just meet the most incredible people and it is the most unique environment because everyone is just wearing hiking clothes, right? Everyone is just wearing hiking clothes and a backpack. You can't categorize people the way that your mind normally does when you see people. And no matter how like kind and non-judgmental you are, your brain still auto-categorizes people when you first see them. So all of a sudden, everybody is completely stripped back bare just to like who they are. And you just get to know people on the most beautiful, fundamental, raw level. Like there were two occasions that I had really deep, in-depth, private, intimate conversations with women that I had never met ever at about two hours into our conversation, we were like, hang on, what's your name? <laughs> and we just laughed at the absurdity of the fact that we had just shared like our deepest darker secrets and fears and dreams and goals. And, and we didn't even know each other's names. But on the Camino, it just doesn't matter. Everybody is there to have either a spiritual experience. Majority of the people that I met there were there to have a spiritual experience or they were there to like really physically challenge themselves because it is a physical challenge you're walking basically like half a marathon every day every two days you're walking a marathon and you're just pushing yourself so far outside your comfort zone physically mentally emotionally spiritually a lot of people do it on their own as well it's really when I found out about it I was really encouraged by my friend to do it on my own and a lot of the YouTube videos told people to do it on your own because it is a really beautiful opportunity in your life, which you will rarely have, to make something completely about you. When do you want to wake up? What do you want to eat? Where do you want to walk? How far do you want to walk? When do you want to rest? It's just an incredible opportunity to actually ask yourself, what do I want? What do I need? What thrills me? What excites me? And there's this saying on the Camino where you say, like, do your Camino. And everybody on the Camino has that same mentality of like, you're there for you. And so you can be walking along with somebody that you just met, talking, have a great conversation. And then you can say to them and nobody will mind, you know what? I think I'm going to start walking by myself now. And they go, okay, cool. Do you have your Camino? And they just smile and like, let you on your way. You can be having lunch with people that you just met and they say, okay, we're going to start walking now. You're coming. And you can go, you know what? I think I'm just going to stay an extra hour or so. And they go, no worries. Have your, like, do your Camino. Nobody has expectations of each other. Nobody takes things personally. Nobody is judgmental. You can just completely do you. And not only is it accepted, like it's encouraged. And I've never had anything like that ever in my life. I'd always kind of feel like, oh, well, you know, like everyone wants to eat this. I better eat there too, even if I don't want to eat there. Or, you know, that's what, you know, people are wanting to walk fast today. So crap, I better like speed up and walk or like I want to walk faster, but everyone's slowing down. But, you know, I don't want to be rude. There is none of that. It's just you're there for you. You're there to get what you need and what you want. And everybody knows that everybody has the best of intentions. And it was just so beautiful. I, I just can't even begin to describe the the intimacy that I experienced with complete strangers from everyone from there were girls there that were 17 years old who convinced their school to let them do it as a school project which I thought was incredible there were I met I think one two of the ladies that I really bonded with happened to be 
Australian ladies and they were in their 70s. There was a lady there who I never met, but she was in her 90s and she had already done the Camino like 11 times or something. So you have people like from every age group, every walk of life. There were this German couple that I really bonded with. Um, They didn't really speak a lick of English and I don't speak any German. So we just did a lot of smiling and and hand (laughs) gestures with each other. And it was about two weeks in before I realized that the gentleman had a prosthetic leg. He was doing the Camino with a prosthetic leg. And the first day you climb the Pyrenees and I was just, I still get goosebumps when I think about it. When I realized that he had a prosthetic leg, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm just so proud of you. Like, that's incredible. Like there is, there is nothing that we can't do. Like humanity, there is nothing that we can't do and, and achieve if we decide to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone. And it was just this melting pot of beautiful humans from every category you could ever think of. And we just were like a family and it was just, it was just so beautiful. And I just highly encourage everyone to do it. Does it, is it something that is like an ongoing thing or is there a certain time? Ongoing. It's just, you you can just go, right, I'm going to go, I'm going to start. And you just have people doing it continuously. How fantastic. Isn't it incredible? Yeah. And what a lot of people actually do, because a lot of people either can't physically do the whole thing at once or they just don't get um don't have the time, whether or not it's because of their work or their business or their families. Some people will actually do sections. So they'll start, they'll walk for like a week or two, however long they have, and then they go back home. And then like the next year or a couple of years later, they come back and they start where they finished and then they do a next, another section. So they do it in patches. Some people do the whole thing. I met a guy on the Camino who had just walked outside his front door in Holland and just started walking to the Camino. So by the time he got to the Camino, he'd already done like 800 kilometers because he just walked from his front door in the Netherlands. Like it was like insane. Like there's yeah, it's it's all year round. People do it all year round. I think I started on the about the 20th of May. Because I I thought that that would be the best time of year. It wasn't too cold, but it wasn't going to be too hot because you want to kind of manage the temperature. Mm -hmm. For me, the colder it was going to be, the more you'd have to carry. And you need to be really conscientious about what you're carrying because it's it's something that your body has most likely never done before. Like 800 kilometers, 500 miles, like that's no joke on your body. You can't carry things that are too heavy. And people who didn't take that seriously injured themselves Mm. because it's a strain that your body has never had before so yeah I was really conscientious of not wanting to go um also I'm from the tropics like I'm from Darwin which is the north of Australia it's literally summer all year round we don't have four seasons we have two the wet season and the dry season so it's like hot and raining or less hot and not raining so I I didn't want to be like too cold to be honest (laughs) Um, but I'm also like Goldilocks I don't want to be too hot either so I didn't want to go in like the middle of summer um but yeah it was yeah you can go any time of year and if anyone has any interest in doing it do it even if if you're hearing me talk and you think oh wow like do it it will change your life wow that's amazing I I I mean it sounds incredible and, and it I I really struggle with my mobility I can walk but I've got I've got all sorts of 
joint issues and I'm I've just spoken today to a lady who I'm starting yoga with when I come back from my holiday um, and I'm really excited about it because that's one of the I used to be really active I had horses you know all of that sort of stuff and competing yeah. and really fit I think having the job that I've got being an artist so sedentary you know, and yeah. there's 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 always that excuse. I'm quite lazy as well. I'm I'm not lazy when it comes to my my work, but I'm quite lazy in the fact that I don't get up and I don't move around enough, and that's really had a toll, you know, on on my body. So I've I've made a um I've made a decision in the last sort of week that I've really got to get moving and get mobile and you know get rid of all of the aches and pains and everything. So. It sounds incredible, but it also sounds like uh, almost like an impossibility for me because of how my body is. But, you know, when you talk about the the connections you make with people, you know, people that you've never met. And this is why I love podcasts like this. this is why I love having a conversation. You know, we've never met before. We've conversed very, very briefly over, you know, Messenger. But I, I just think sometimes you just connect with people. And, you know, you can have these conversations not knowing anybody's background or anything like that. And it's just it's just absolutely wonderful. It's fantastic. And I don't really I do a little bit of background work when I, you know, when I interview somebody. So I I kind of, you know, I know a little bit about what what you're doing and everything, but but not really, because I like to hear it firsthand yeah. uh, it's wonderful it's absolutely wonderful so what what made you do it then what was the reason that you decided to do it yeah so a few years ago I think it was either 2017 or, or 2018 one of my friends did it I had never ever heard of it at all and um what really made me decide I'm gonna do this is when she got back and I saw her and she looked like a different person she looked changed the way she held herself the way she carried herself the energy that was exuding from her and she said to me the words I'm a different person this changed my life and I will get goosebumps every time I think of it I looked at her and I said you look different you sound different you seem different your energy is different and whatever you'd got I want like I want a piece of that pie and it just struck with me that like, this is, that's like, I want to look like that. I want to feel like that. I want that energy of just, and I don't even know if I could describe it. It was, it was like this mixture of peace and confidence and aliveness and sureness and just present. She was so present and she was so alive, but there was a very both like calming yet aliveness to her energy and she was just glowing she was glowing and I just thought whatever that is I want <laughs> I want a piece of that and so it just it stuck with me and it's funny that you said that you know it, it didn't seem like it was a, it was a possibility because for me it didn't seem like it was a possibility for like quite some time I really wanted to go I was just coming off the tail end of um, a couple of years before that, I had gone through a really dark period of really, really debilitating depression and anxiety where I, and I had, I had not experienced that before. I'd always been a very, quite like an optimistic, happy person and very confident within myself and very um, independent. I was raised by a teenage single mother who taught me to really take care of myself and really like be very independent. And so I, I had always been that way. And so then to find myself in this position where 
I was like debilitated. And because of that, I wasn't able to work. I just could not work. And so I was, I, I ran through all my savings. I was like in debt just because I literally could not bring in any income. And so I was just coming off the tail end of that. My mental health was like really great, but I was recovering from the financial implications of, of having such poor mental health. And so at that time I was like, wow, like the idea of, um, you know, getting myself out of debt, which just seemed when you're in it just seems like the most impossible thing to do to then like get myself out of debt and then get myself in a financial position where I had the money to, to, you know, fly across the world and travel and then not work again for weeks. It just seemed like, wow, like something I want to do, but it just seemed so far away. And then when I finally kind of like got myself into a position where I, I could do that, I there was restructuring in the in the role that I was in I was a contractor and contractors are always the first ones to go so I I really suddenly like lost my job and then a few other life events kind of happened and I found myself this is a couple years later again in the same situation where my anxiety was debilitating my anxiety was worse than the depression at that point but for me they kind of like come in twos and the exact same thing happened the pattern repeated which is what you'll notice when you manifest like I completely believe that I energetically contributed to that manifesting because I hadn't quite gotten it out of my my mind and my heart that I was like that I was debt free and that I was capable of like being healthy and happy for long periods of time. So I do believe that I contributed to manifesting that situation. So I found myself in the same situation. I found myself in the same amount of debt, which is again a manifesting aspect because I was an energetic match to that exact amount of debt because that exact amount of debt came back. And I just, I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, got myself, finally got myself out of debt. The pandemic hits, the world shuts down for two years. So for me, it felt like this just this is just something that I'll never be able to do. Like I just, it, it, by this point, I think it had been about four or five years since I'd heard of it. And I um, found myself all of a sudden, um, the during the pandemic, basically everyone wanting to move up to Queensland. And I had a rental property that I owned with my mom in, in Queensland. I actually had two because um, I we grew up with not really much money. Um, I grew up in a housing commission house, so a public housing house. And when I turned 18, they wanted us to leave and move out because I was not no longer considered a dependent. And so we weren't eligible to live there, but I'd lived there since I was five years old. And as far as I was concerned, like that was my home and that was my mom's home. I didn't want her to have to leave. She had tried several times to buy the property, but because she was a, you know, a young single mom, she just, the banks didn't let her because she wasn't, you know, a safe bet, even though there was a point where the mortgage was actually going to be $10 a week or less than what her rent was. But she was just such a you know, not a <laughs> appealing person for a bank to lend the money to. So at 19 years old, I decided, I was like, well, I'm going to buy it with you then. Like, I don't want you to have to move out. And this is my home. It might be a bit of a piece of shit, but it's it's our piece of shit. So I, I got a full-time job and we bought the house together um, in Darwin, my hometown. My mom still lives there now and um, in the same house, which is, is really beautiful. And then we used a few years later when I was 24, we used the um, equity of the house in Darwin to purchase a second property in um, in Queensland, which is where I live now. And so when the pandemic hit, a um, people ha- were from Sydney, from New South Wales and Melbourne, so Sydney and Melbourne, they were getting smashed by COVID. And so they were all wanting to move up to Queensland because we were getting 
way less COVID up there. And the properties in Sydney and Melbourne are significantly more expensive. So people were coming up to Brisbane and Queensland and just putting like lots and lots, like putting well over what houses were worth onto these properties because they just wanted to get out. And I, my one of my friends was looking to buy a house and she's like, oh my God, like the prices are just going up and up and up. This is so stressful. And I was like, interesting because I own a house here with my mom and that's that's really interesting so I started to kind of just like pay attention I said to my mom I'm like I think that we should get the house valued because the rental market is going like sorry the property market is going crazy here right now and I really think that we need to like look into this my mom was like not really on board with it she's like no like let's wait a year and I'm like mom I really think that we should find out at least what this house is worth because something in me is telling me like we need to like really look into this because housing booms don't last forever this is a once in a lifetime pandemic like this is incredible so we got the house valued and it was when we actually sold the house we sold it it was a record price for that area and I manifested that number like the real estate agent when I told her like what the minimum that I was wanting willing to sell it for she was like you're not going to get that I'm like I'm like you don't know lady that I've got <laughs> the universe on my side you don't understand that like you live in a 3d world which is beautiful and fun I lived there for a long time but I know that this is not just a 3d world and I know that I have the universe and universal forces on my side and if I say that this is how much we're getting like I know that this is how much we're getting and we got it like we hit that number that she just did not believe that we were going to hit. And um, so, yeah, but we decided to sell the property and yeah, I all of a sudden found myself, you know, again, I've just, I've gotten myself out of the debt for the second time. And all of a sudden I had like multiple six figures in my bank account, just like that. And I just thought, holy crap, like how did that even happen? And Another way like that I can provide the example of the universe just completely looking out for me is at one point when I was in that debt and I was in a low place, I said to my mom, can I, I want to sell you my portion of the properties. And because at that time I had $10,000 in credit card debt and I owed my mom $10,000. So that was, I was an energetic match to $20,000 in debt. And I hated that I owed her money and I was paying it off slowly, but I just felt like it was taking forever. And I was so disheartened because it was the second time that it had happened, like a few years apart. And I just felt like I just I just can't get out of this again. Like, oh my God. And I said to her, can I sell you my portion of the properties for $20,000? I will clear my $10,000 debt with you and then $10,000 for my credit card. Actually, I said, and I said 25. And then I thought, I'll clear the debt to you. I'll clear their debt to my credit card. Then I'll have $5,000 to actually like feel like I'm on top. And she said no. And I was devastated when she said no because I thought when I got the idea, I was like, yes, like this is, this will get me out of it. This will get me out of it real quick. And I was devastated when, he, when she said no. And I just thought this is going to take me so long to get out of. And when we sold it, I just thought, thank God that she said no. And I know that that is exactly why the universe was like, don't do it, Tony. Like, don't do it. Because if she had done that, I wouldn't have sold that property for we got like $200,000 profit from it. And and that had gone from like me having that like, you know, five years of financial trauma after like not having that previously to all of a sudden I have multiple six figures in my bank account 
And I was just thought, thank God that she said no. And I understood. I understood why she said no because I was like, well, wow. Because if she had done that, then the universe was just saying, like, Shall and I, if you just hold on for like a year and a half, you don't know this, but like the world's going <laughs> to have a like grenade dropped into it and you're going to have like a life changing financial experience. So, um, yeah, it was absolutely kind of incredible. What what got you into what what did, did you follow somebody did you read something you know I I, tr- I truly believe that people live by the law of attraction even if they don't actually know that they're doing it and I think some people yes. are really really good at it and some people aren't and I had a conversation with somebody via my Instagram who was saying oh I was listening to so and so and they were having a bit of a laugh about law of attraction and how what a load of rubbish it is and I said yeah I, I listened to the same thing I said and funnily enough. This guy who was saying kind of, you know, rubbishing it, he said, when I listened to him talking and how he works and how he works on himself, he said he is actually following the law of attraction. Whether he believes it or not, for me, that is what he's actually doing. He is putting out what he wants to get back in. He is mm-hmm. setting himself, uh, you know, that that energy, that 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 level you know, the vibration that he's setting himself at a higher vibration to be able to attract more. And he is, you know, living the life of what he is kind of poo-pooing basically. Um, And this, it was really funny because this guy was like, well, I've tried it and it hasn't worked for me. And I was like, well, I said, well, you don't understand it then. (laughs) If you've tried it and it's not working for you, you know, it doesn't, it's not just like sitting here going, oh, I want a million pounds in the bank. And then the next day you get it. It's not, it's yeah. not, you know, you, you, there is work you have to put in and there is work that you have to put in to yourself. Because if you, you were talking before about the visualization, the putting yourself in the future, you sitting in your car, having a photograph of you, that is how you can really, really set, set things going. And you can really, I've manifested my car. I've got my car outside it's been on my vision board I've got my vision board here yes please show me you see that oh yes <laughs> That's oh my, my gosh so I, got I this, love it this was the first thing that went on my my Land Rover and that was sort oh, of like yes. two, two years ago and there's no way there's no way I could afford have afforded that car no way two yes. years ago and I've got all sorts of stuff on there I've got my garden I've got I've lived in this house for 18 years and my garden was an absolute tip. I mean, it really was a whole <laughs> beautiful views, but an yeah. absolute tip. And I've got I've got on here, I've got my garden, I've got a studio, garden studio on my vision board. Got them, they arrived last year. <laughs> and and you know, it's because I believed that it was going to happen. I, did, yeah. I I knew I, I went, you know, as soon as I started thinking about a garden studio, I went to a company and I went and had a look yeah. at one and I walked inside it and I was like, yeah, this is going to look really nice in my garden. I knew exactly what the um, what the windows were going to be like. It's going to have a big panoramic window at one side because I've got lovely views. Out. And I knew exactly what, what it was going to be like. And I visualized myself walking down my garden steps with a cup of tea in my hand. And I don't know about you, but I get incredibly emotional when I do my visualization, particularly, particularly things like that. Yeah. And and I do end up sort of doing quite a lot of crying. 
again. I yes. just get like a real buzz and I get like yes. pins and needles and I get like, I just have this, it's just, is it amazing? It's absolutely amazing. But I'm really good at putting myself into a, a situation where I want to be, not just visualizing it, but feeling it as well. I yes. feel, what does it feel like to actually, you know, and and I think that's what people struggle with. Um, yes. Because I I really, really believe that what we think is, it kind of is what we end up getting. And it's why so many people, you were talking before about depression and how you felt almost like you'd, you'd manifested those feelings and that thing. Like whatever you have in your head, our brains are so amazing, yet they're just so, I don't know, it almost seems like they're so basic sometimes, you know, because it's like, uh, I'm just going to put this thought in and then it's like, and then your brain's like, all right, okay, so we'll just do that then. You know, mm-hmm. and you've, you've got to find an almost like another part of your brain or another part of the world, well, the, the higher self, isn't it? To be able to overcome, you know, because your brain just kind of slips to the easiest thing, doesn't it? And I, going back to my original question, what was it that sort of inspired you to look more into you know, the law of attraction, vibration, all of that kind of stuff. Was there somebody who specifically inspired you? Yes, I will answer that. But I wanted to add something, what you said about how our minds can be like quite basic. There's an audio that I recommend everybody listen to. It's Napoleon Hill. And he, it says, um, I, I believe it's called The Greatest Secret. I will check that and I will let you know for the show notes. But he says something in there, which is incredibly powerful. And I think all the time. He says, our mind is fertile ground and he compares our minds to the land. He said, just like the land, our mind does not care what we plant in it. Whatever we plant in it, it will grow. If you plant in corn, the land will grow corn. If you plant in nightshade, the the land will grow nightshade. You can plant food, you can plant poison, it will grow. It doesn't care, it doesn't judge you. What you plant in it, it will grow. And that's exactly how our mind works. Whatever you put into your mind, that is exactly what your mind will grow. And that is incredibly powerful to remember because a lot of people are not thinking on purpose. We were never taught how to think. We just think about whatever it is that our bubble, and that's what people need to remember is whatever you think and believe is what you were taught. If you were put into a different family, into a different country, into a different culture, into a different environment, that's that's what you would think and believe. So you need to be very aware of the fact that all of your beliefs, all of your thoughts, all of your behaviors, they were purely learned. You didn't come out the womb thinking that or believing that or acting like that. You were taught it, which means that you can learn something new. And if you are consistently thinking about what you don't want or what you're stressing about or how terrible the world is, that's exactly what you are going to experience. And when you start thinking on purpose, that's when you actually purposely create your life. That's why I deeply know and believe that everybody is manifesting, just people aren't manifesting on purpose because they're not being conscientious of what it is that they bring into their life. And you're exactly right when you say that it's so crucial that you think about what you're feeling as well. Because actually, it's so strange. I was thinking about this as I was falling asleep last night because I'm such a manifestation nerd. I um, was imagining actually talking to this about one of my family members because my mom is very, um, believes in manifestation and some of my little cousins now growing up and asking me questions, but a lot of my family, they don't, they're very, very, um, you know, like working middle class, very practical people. If they can't see it in front of them, they don't necessarily believe it. 
And as I was falling asleep, because I'm visualizing what I'm manifesting, and I was imagining talking to one of my family members about this. And I, I said, everything is energy. And I want you to imagine magnets, right? Everything is energy and like attracts like, and otherwise it repels. You can bring magnets together and they will attract, or you can bring magnets together. And no matter how hard you try and push them together, they will just repel and repel. They will not come together. So you are either attracting or you're repelling. There's no two ways about it. You're not kind of attracting or kind of repelling. You are attracting or you are repelling. You have what you want or you don't have what you want. And when you have what you want sometimes, it's because you're repelling sometimes. And so when you can get onto the same vibration and the same energy as what it is that you're actually attracting, that's when it magnetizes to you. And if a magnet is dirty, then it's not as strong as an attractor, right? So what I imagine is like making a lot of people's magnets dirty where they're either repelling because they believe like, I can't have that, I can't have that, I can't have that. So the universe is like, okay, you can't have that. Or they're trying to attract what they want, but their magnet is dirty because it's full of doubts. It's full of limiting beliefs. It's full of like, that won't work for me. It's full of, I don't trust people that have good things. So when you can actually clean up your magnet of all of the, the filth and all of the nonsense that is like stopping you from attracting, that's when it just happens like magic. That's when you end up with the car that you dream of in your garage because you were able to like clean up the mess that is covering that magnet. Because the only reason that you can't have what you want is because you believe that you can't. So when you get to the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to sit down and realize like I have limiting beliefs about what's possible for me let me actually write them down. Let me face them because you can't fight an enemy if you don't know who they are. And so when you actually write down what your limiting beliefs are, so I'll 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 tell you right now, this is actually what I'm manifesting. And a lot of people don't know this. I'm currently manifesting a home, homes, because I believe in limitless possibility. I don't want just one. I want multiple homes. So I'm manifesting homes right now. And I'm in a season of my life where I realized that's what my soul is ready for. I just spent, you know, Last year, traveling around the world, it was beautiful, but I really realized I want a home base that I travel from. I want to be able to go on short trips, long trips, but I want a home that I can come home to because I've spent the last 13 years since I moved out of home moving around and it's just, no, I'm done. So I'm manifesting homes right now. And so what I'm writing down is like, why do I not believe that I can have a beautiful homes, like multiple? Okay, well... You know, my family, a lot of my family members don't own homes. So who am I to own homes? And then I'm like, all right, well, like, yeah, okay, that's concerning. Well, I'm not them. I'm me. I am a very unique soul. I have my, you know, like my fingerprint will identify me upon billions of people on the planet. A drop of my blood will identify me among millions and billions of people on the planet. I am not them. I am me. Okay, cool. Why else don't I want to like have these homes? Because there's a part of me think that thinks that the people who love me most will be jealous of me and will resent me if I actually have multiple homes because they don't. Well, yeah, I'm not going to attract multiple homes into my life if I think the people who love me the most are going to hate me, judge me, resent me, be jealous of me, and basically like reject me. Okay, cool. What's an alternative way to see that? Yeah, you're right, Shana. Some people are going to feel that way. And some people might feel that way forever. And that's Some people are not meant to be in your life forever. That's actually just a fact. But there are a lot of people that are going to get triggered by that and that's going to wake them the fuck up and make them realize, shit, like there are things in my life that I want. My reality is not how I want it. 
And if Shana can manifest not just one, but multiple homes for herself, maybe this nonsense that she's been talking about, about manifestation for the last decade, maybe that's actually got something to it. And maybe that will actually trigger me enough to make me ask her questions. What I realize is these homes that I'm manifesting for myself, that is of the greatest good, is of the highest good, because there's going to be people in my family that they can't ignore what I'm saying anymore. They can't ignore this manifestation piece that I've been talking about for a decade because when they're sitting in my house having dinner on my beautiful deck with the beautiful view which is what I'm visualizing they're going to look around and go all right she wasn't talking shit there's something to this Shana I'm jealous I'm triggered I'm a little bit resentful but what teach me teach me and that shifted that piece for me because a really big thing that was holding me back from manifesting a lot of things that I wanted in my life, Bonnie, was the fact that I thought that my loved ones were going to like resent me. And once I realized like they will resent you for a bit, but it is part of your role on this earth, Shana. It is part of your purpose to be able to have the strength to handle people resenting you for a little while because people only resent what they want. People only judge what they want. Like my friend got into the army a couple of years ago as a PT. I didn't feel jealous because I was like, I couldn't think of anything I'd rather do less. I don't like to be told what to do. I don't like to have my life in other people's hands. I don't like to exercise that much. So I didn't feel jealous about her getting into the army. There are other friends in my life that tell me that things happen to them and I feel jealous. And now I know I only feel jealous about what I want. Mm. That's it. Jealousy is a signal. Oh, shit, I want that too. The people are going to resent me and judge me and feel jealous of me, but that's going to be because they want what I have and they will get over it because they'll realize, okay, shit, I can't, I can't hide from this manifestation thing that John has been talking about anymore. Cause I'm sitting in her beautiful multi-million dollar villa, eating dinner, looking at the water and I can't ignore that. Sh- what she's saying There's some, there's some value to it. So one, everything that is stopping you from manifesting, it's because your subconscious mind only wants to keep you safe. It's, that's its only job. It doesn't care about you thriving. It just cares about you surviving. That's it. That's all it cares about. It just wants to keep you breathing. So if you think, shit, if I get what I want, my family and my friends are going to reject me. Historically, as human beings, if we were rejected by our, you know, our tribe, we died because we're out in the wilderness by ourselves with nobody to help us hunt, nobody to help protect us from predators, nobody to help us source water, nothing. Rejection equaled death back in the day. So if you think that the people that you love most are going to reject you because you get what you want, your subconscious mind is going to be like, danger, danger, danger. Let's avoid that at all costs. So when you actually sit down and clear the mess off of the magnet that you are, which we are, everything is energy. Science has proven that. There's no woo in that, even though I love woo. Like, sign me up for all the woo. (laughs) But if you're, like, not comfortable with woo... The fact is that's science. Everything is energy and you Mm -hmm. are attracting or repelling. So if you can clear off the mess that's on your magnet that is making you less of an attractor, you will get what you want so much faster, but you need to face it because you can't beat an enemy that you don't know. Sit down, write down, why don't I want? I actually put that on my Instagram last week. Why don't I want my goal? When you face like why I don't want it, you can actually understand what part of you is repelling it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it really, it really does make sense. It really does make sense because a lot of the time, you know, if you're journaling or you're, you're, you know, you're writing, whatever, a lot of the time is, you know, what, what do I want? And sometimes we can write what we want, but because we haven't done that work to find out what those limited beliefs are, 
then that that work on what I want is almost kind of redundant because it's yeah. you know yeah you can start thinking that but if you've still got all of these limiting beliefs behind it it's gonna it's gonna be a block it's gonna stop a hundred percent and those feelings that you were mentioning about having a positive feeling when you get those positive feelings that's what helps you to attract it because the universe is like yeah that's exact, that's actually exactly how you're gonna feel when you have it and if you feel it now, okay, let's make it happen. Mm-hmm. But if you don't face your fears and what you're actually feeling is fear and you can't attract what you want from a place of fear because one, your subconscious mind is like, no, keep you safe, keep you alive, keep you alive. That's all we mm-hmm. care about. But also when I have my, you know, multi-million dollar home, homes, I'm not going to be feeling fear fear about having them when I stand in them because I've got them it's a reality so when I'm feeling those feelings of fear the universe the universal forces the energy is like okay well that's not how you'll feel when you stand there so you're not a match for it you're not attracting it you're not you are repelling it because you're like well no that's not how you feel when you're in it which Mm. is why it's so important to actually get in the emotion so when last night as I was falling asleep I was imagining the joy of sitting on my balcony, looking at the water, having my family in front of me at this beautiful dinner and the, the, the wonder of the joy of hearing the words out of their mouth saying, will you teach me? And I just, it was something that I'd never actually had that vision before because it was just something that's been plaguing me for so long. It's like, they don't believe me, you know, like they don't believe what I'm saying. Like they don't, I don't feel like I can talk to them about these things. I hadn't actually stopped and imagined the reality of them sitting there with me saying, will you teach me? And how, and then I just saw this spider web of the future of their lives being transformed because they realized they can create anything they want. Then their children's lives transformed because they grew up in an environment where they were told you can have anything you want and I'll teach you how their grandchildren's lives. And I just saw my entire family's trajectory change by the realization that they can have anything they want and they are powerful creators and they have created every single piece of the life that they have now, which means that they can create differently. And I just saw like the generations and generations of my family just changed, just changed because they're born into a reality of power. Not like disempowerment, which is what a lot of people are born into. Because if you don't take responsibility for what your life is, you have no power. And that's something I really had to learn. I had a victim mentality, not as bad as a lot of other people, but I really felt like life was happening to me, not for me. And I felt like I'm upset because you made me upset. This happened because this, this happened because that. If everything is outside of your control, then nothing is in your control. When I decided I have full responsibility for my life and if somebody treats me poorly, I sit and go, okay, how did I contribute to this? How did I let my boundaries be crossed? How did I teach them that they could treat me that way? Because we teach people how to treat us. And okay, cool. I've taught that person that they can do whatever they want and I will forgive them. So they are continuously doing that. That's partly my responsibility because I've allowed that to happen. When I started taking responsibility for every single part of my life, whether I liked it or not, I took my power back because I realized if I'm contributing to this, if I'm creating this, then I can change it. And if you don't actually stop and go, you know what, my life is in shambles, I did this, I did this, 
it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow but if you don't do that your life is going to continue to just be in disarray because if you don't have power you can't change anything but when you take full responsibility you take full power back and you can steer the ship differently oh gosh honestly yeah no definitely definitely you know and it and it is you do have people who live in that victim mentality and who you know um i see it i see it all of the time where there's always somebody else to blame for something that's gone wrong yeah and and it's very easy to fall into that mindset because it's much easier to blame somebody else because if we stop if we start kind of looking inwards and looking at ourselves then there's a lot of work to be done <laughs> there is a yeah. lot you know if you haven't been doing the work and then all of a sudden you realize oh god I'm, i need to do something about this there is a huge amount of work to be done I've done a lot of work over the last few years. I mean, it started really probably about 2013 when I kind of fell into coaching uh, and I did a coaching degree and I started it. You didn't talk. It wasn't law of attraction wasn't kind of taught, but you were given these models that now when I look back on the models, I'm like, Oh, well, this is kind of the whole thing. So, you you know, we, we had a model. Was, um, I bring it up quite quite often, actually. And it's where our, our attitude affects our behavior. Our behavior then affects somebody else's attitude that, you know, and, and it kind of just goes round and round and round. So, you know, again, that is what you give out. You then yeah. receive back. It's like walking into a room full of people. And, you know, you can just absorb the emotions that are going on in there, whether it's happy or whether it's sad. You can have a room full of people. You can have a really miserable person in there and everybody else can kind of be be kind of drawn down. And, uh, you know, because their behavior basically is, you know, it's affecting everybody. And for me, that those models, those coaching models really really are very much in with the law of attraction so I didn't I hadn't really I got I bought the the secret the book the secret which I mean it's it's a great book but you know I've found others that are that go into things you know far far more deeply and and I I I totally get those my 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 favorite one is ask and it's given the Esther Hicks Okay. Yeah, I, I love Abraham I, Hicks. I haven't read oh that, but I'll I'm going. I'm going to see her in May. I <gasps> booked my tickets. Where? In Amsterdam. Oh my god! Yeah, that is so exciting. I am so yeah. happy for you. I, it's on my. I'm manifesting seeing them. I'm 100 manifesting seeing them this year. So I am so happy for you. That's so oh, exciting. I mean, I think she's. I think she is in Australia. I think she's coming to Australia. I think she might have a cruise okay. in Australia. You, yeah. Well, I'm oh taking my, my sister. So my little sister, she went through a period of time where her children have had some, you know, like not problems, but they were she, she, they were diagnosed with autism. I think she had quite a lot of of uh, challenges with them, and she herself di- was was diagnosed with um, Asperger's and there was a period of time where she was very insular and she didn't really, she wasn't, she was part of the family, but it was, we were all kind of separate and it was, it was really sad. It was all sorts of stuff went on. And she started listening to the the infinite intelligence, the podcast, which sadly has now stopped. It's on YouTube. but So she started listening to that, which is the Abraham Hicks and she's a completely different person. And I saw this email popped up and it was like, we're coming to Amsterdam. And I was like, 
oh my god so I rang her and I said do you want to come to Amsterdam with me and go and see Esther Hicks and she was like oh my god oh my god so I was like do you want to come these are the dates I'm going to buy the tickets now so she's like oh my god oh my god so I bought the tickets and she and I are going and honestly it's the most exciting thing in the whole world she's got her question she's got her question already she was like she's like I'm I am there I've visualized myself I'm standing up I'm talking to her I've got my question and it's just like oh my god honestly but that book on really changed my life and her her um I, I listened to an awful lot of her she, recordings and stuff like that and she is uh, uh, Abraham is just oh my god honestly it's brilliant she takes no crap from anybody no, no. <laughs> I love it I absolutely love it you can get people coming yeah. on and going blah 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 and then she's literally or Abraham's literally <laughs> it's, oh yeah. god, honestly I I, I but even even just sitting and listening to those conversations it lifts you up yes it kind of makes you feel lighter it makes you feel that you can do anything um yeah I love that because there's so much crap in the world there's so much rubbish yeah I've stopped listening to the news I I haven't listened to it in months and my mum and my dad will go oh my goodness you know blah 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 and I'm like I have no idea about that no (laughs) no idea because I'm not going to I'm not going to put things into my into my body that are going to bring my uh vibration down I'm not going to do that I'm not going to make myself sad because in all honesty what can I do I can't do a huge amount me on my you know um I give money I give money to charities that's something that I do an awful lot of but do I need to physically fill myself with sadness and hatred and all of that sort of stuff no because if I do that I can't do my job I can't I can't live a joyous life and some people might call that selfish or you know hiding my head in the sand or whatever but I see it as keeping me safe exactly and Honestly, I think that the people, and I'm the same, I don't watch the news, I don't listen to the news, um, I haven't done it in years, I'm staying with my granddad right now, and he watches the news every day, and as soon as it comes on, I take myself up, and I put myself into another room, Um, you know, for the people who think that's, you know, selfish, or putting your head in the sand, I kind of have a little bit of a challenge there, what are you actually doing about what you hear? Are you doing anything, or are you just feeling like shit? Yeah. And when you feel terrible... What good are you to people when you feel terrible? Like, honestly. And what is the point of being informed if you're not actually doing any, anything to change the situations that you're hearing? And if you're now in such a, a state of despair and just negativity and just feeling hopeless, how good are you for the world and that point? Because when you actually can raise your vibration and you do exactly what you just said, what I do too, when you keep your vibration high, when you keep your vibration high, you're able to be, firstly, you're able to call in money (laughs) and money actually is power and money can change the world. And we need lots and lots of money in the hands of good hearted people because good hearted people do good things with money. And when I'm in a good place, I can be generous, I can make change, I can make the world better, I can improve the lives of the people in my community and then the ripple effect they create 
positive change in the lives of the people in their community. I can donate money. What is the point of being well-informed if you're not doing anything about it? Mm. What is the point? Like I know that there are things going on in the world that need my assistance. And the best thing that I can do for the planet is to feel good because when I feel good, I do good. And I know this because when I was deep in depression and anxiety and I could only think of all of the terrible things that were happening in my life and the world around me, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't Mm. do anything. I couldn't help the people in my life. I couldn't be a good friend, a good daughter, a good granddaughter, a good citizen. I was just in survival. My whole life was like, just get through the day. When I uplifted myself, I have donated so much money. I've been able to pay rent for people that I love. I've been able to buy food for people I love. I've been able to pay for surgeries for rescue dogs. I've been able to travel the world and show my travels and inspire other people to do the same and to make changes in their life. I've been able to to help so much. And filling your mind with everything that is going wrong in the world isn't helping the world. And I really challenge the people who believe that to sit down, make yourself a cup of tea and ask yourself like, is this helping? Is this valuable? Or or am I just sitting on my high horse going, I know what's going on in the world and not doing anything about it? Because when you are in a good place, you can actually help. You can do good things. And it's not being selfish. Taking care of yourself is not selfish because when you're in a good place, like try donating thousands and thousands. Like I have every intention of being a billionaire. Like I'm so serious. Like I love that people in my life like roll their eyes, but I'm like, cool, that's, don't (laughs) believe me. Like just wait till I send you a check for your mortgage. Like, When I am a billionaire, the millions and millions of dollars that I can donate to causes that actually change the world, that is significantly better than me sitting on my couch watching the news going, I'm well informed and I know what's going on, but I'm not doing shit about it. Like, that's not being selfish. Being in a good place is not being selfish. And and something you mentioned before, which I wanted to touch on when you said, you know, when you take full responsibility of your life, it means you have to do work. And you that work is time well spent. Because if you're not taking a look at your life and doing work on yourself, then what you're doing is working on other people. And you actually can't change other people. So the time that you're saving, not working on yourself, you're not putting it to good use, most likely. Most likely what you're doing is you're blaming everybody else and you're blaming all the other circumstances and you're putting all of your time and energy and trying to change the people around you. And it's not working. You can't change anybody. I've tried. (laughs) I spent years and years trying to change the people around me to no avail. So the time that you spend working on yourself is actually time well spent. It's the only time that is going to create any change in your life. You can spend your life working on everybody else and on your deathbed, you'll be like, shit, that didn't work. Oops. Or you can go, you know what? I'm not changing anybody because I can't. And look at the proof in your life that you can't because I can guarantee that you have proof in your life that you can't change people. You might have changed them for a while but you can't change them forever. And chances are they resent you for trying to change them. Instead, you can spend that time and go, all right, well, look, I'm here on this planet. The time is going to pass anyway. I might as well put that time to valuable use, go inside, make the changes I need to make, and then watch the changes happen around me by watching the beautiful things that come into my life because I've cleaned my magnet and now I'm a super attractor. Mm. Brilliant. 
Yeah, I died. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm totally and utterly with you, and, and it, and it, you know, it's funny. Sometimes you have conversations with people, and they, you know, they, they do roll their eyes, and they do go, yeah, right, and, and actually, it doesn't really annoy me. Yeah, because I'm like, well, I know that the, I know it works. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know. I mean, yeah. Mine is more around looking at my business and growing my business. And it's, you know, I have some big goals and big plans and everything. And I, I find that sometimes I, I get a little bit muddled because I try and bring too much in. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that. And actually, that's one of the things that I've sort of been been kind of working on myself. I just want to simplify things a little bit. I want to do the things I want to do. But I don't need to have all of the stuff. I don't need to. I, I love self-development, so I'm, I'm always buying courses and stuff. But I don't need all of the courses. I need one really good one that's going to give me everything that I want. Um, yeah. And, you know, and then I can just simplify things. And then I'm not, I've got enough space in my day to be able to have these lovely feelings, to be able to sit and you know, meditate and be able to sit with a cup of tea and just look at my my beautiful view and my lovely garden because that brings me total joy and it and it brings like a, a sense of me and it's that's what I've got to be very careful about not losing is that sense of excitement sense of you know excited about what's to come and not let my life get bogged down with I've got to do this 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 because I don't have to do all of the things I don't. No. No, you know, I can choose to get rid of a whole load of stuff. And I and the problem is when you when you start going, oh, I need to do this, need to do this, when they're not working, that then kind of gets stresses you out, it brings you down a little bit. So simplifying, that's what I need to do is just simplify, you know, my business life, <laughs> not yeah. bring too much stuff on. Um it's funny, and I and I and we do have to have that space in our lives to be able to do that reflection you know, really look at, why did I behave like that? Why did I react like that to that person? Yeah. Hmm, okay, so I need to have a think about that because it's always, like you said, it's our responsibility. It's always me. If something has happened and I've had a conversation and, you know, there's been something going on there and it's not how I wanted it to go, it's not about the other person. It's about what I've yeah. put into that conversation. And I think these conversations that we're having, I think, are just so, so, so important. Agreed. I think that it's so important because a lot of people have never even heard conversations like this before. And a lot of people aren't having conversations like this. Mm. And even if just one seed gets planted from anything that we've said today, it could not only like change somebody's life, but like I said, it can change like the trajectory of like their entire family's life. Because when something shifts inside of you, it shifts inside the people around you, whether they realize it or not, because you start acting differently. You start thinking differently. You start behaving differently. Your energy changes and energy affects everything. And so these conversations are so beautiful and special because we have no idea the impact that this is having. And I get really excited when I think about that. And when I think about, okay, you know what? Even if people roll their eyes, like, I don't care. Like you said, I know, like I have more proof than I could even like tell you like of the, of the fact that this stuff works. And so that's okay. Mm-hmm. You don't believe it. That's all right. Because something will, ha- you know, you might never believe it. And like, that's your journey, but you're going to like, I have people now starting to be like, 
huh, things just keep working out for you, Shana. I'm like, yep, that's because I have a core belief that everything works out for me. Yes. Core belief that everything works out for me and that's why everything works out for me. And sometimes when I forget, I remember several years ago now, somebody said to me, it was my ex-boyfriend, he was like, everything always works out for you. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess it does. And even now I'll tell myself when I start doubting myself, I just hear his voice going, everything works out for you. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. Everything works out for me. I'm like, other people believe everything works out for me. I believe it. But the thing is that a lot of the time, the people who are kind of rolling their eyes, I stop and think, well, I say this with love. I don't want your life. So I don't really necessarily need your opinion because nobody that is rolling their eyes at me has everything that they want, to be Mm. honest. And everybody that's like, yes, I agree too. They have beautiful, magical things in their life and they're just getting started. Like, Bonnie, you're just getting started yeah. and that's what's so exciting. Oh, honestly, like- I, 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 it is so, so, so exciting. One of my core values, one of my core beliefs is faith, but not not in a sort of the churchy way. Faith that everything will be okay. Yeah. So anything that happens, it will be okay. Even if yeah. really crappy stuff happens, which it has. Yeah. I can learn from that and yeah. it'll be okay. And that has that has always been how I've lived. It'll be fine. You know, yeah. and it and it is because because I think a, a lot of it is down to my attitude anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, if something horrible happens, we have that moment of like grief or anger or you know, whatever it is in that particular um situation. But then you don't take that emotion with you. You then reflect, you then look at, you then go, right, what can I learn from this? What can I take away from this? And then you move on. And that doesn't then become your life story. You don't live around that you know, particular emotion that you've had. And I feel really strongly about that. And I do believe that's why I am you know, where I am now. 2016, I, I had, uh, I was I was married, had a house. 2017, you know, husband of 19 years, walked out. Uh, the house was like, we're going to have to sell the house. And I was like, I, I, you know, I had the children here. And I was like, I have not, and I was then a full-time artist. So I was like, I, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And it was just like a, um, a horrible period of time, but it was a very short period of time. And now I look at where I am you know, my house is my own. I've done all of this stuff to it. I'm now turning over sometimes three times as much a month as as I, as I was earning in a year, which is just absolutely crazy. And what it's meant is that I can afford, so I can afford to help people. Like you said, you know, Mm -hmm. you can afford to help like animal dogs who need a a life saving surgery. I've done that on, you know, multiple occasions. I don't kind of talk about it and I don't share it, but it's like, I can do this. So I will do it. I I can give to a charity, uh, you know, that is very close to my heart on a regular basis. And if I would need to give them like quite a big injection of cash, you know, if they need, I can, I can do that. And that's amazing. It's absolutely yeah. amazing that I can do that. I can I can help people. And yeah. that's what is so, so, so special about how I've changed things and how I've changed who, who I am and how I think and how I react. And, and it's where why I am here now. And yeah. why I'm talking to the most incredible people, you know, all over the world. It's, you know, yeah. 
it's, it's crazy, but it's but it's not crazy because that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how it's supposed to be. Yeah, I love that you said that because do you like feel that in your soul? Those moments where you're like, "Wow, this is exactly how things were supposed to happen." Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's you know, and and I think becoming more really really attuned with who we are, uh, you know, like the higher self, really attuned with it. You know, mm-hmm. I can I now have mechanisms which I never had in the past where I can something will trigger me or upset me or, you know. And I just need to take a breath and it's yeah. gone. And I yes. don't need to then sit with that feeling, you know, that horrible feeling of anxiousness that just mm-hmm. it's like a weight and it f- makes you feel sick and it makes you feel. Yeah. Ill. I don't need to sit with that feeling because I don't need it. I, you yeah. know, I can go, do I want to feel anxious? No. Yes. So I won't. And that's something that I've worked really, really hard on. And I know that that's not something that is in everybody. You know, I think, uh, I, I mean, I lived with somebody with chronic depression for, for a very long time. And, you know, I would never say that somebody who is depressed, they can just, you know, breathe it out because that it, it yeah. doesn't work that way. And it is very much a, it's a horrible, debilitating disease. It's terrible. And, but, but I guess in a way I am lucky that I have a much more resilient mind and I can look inwards and I can take full responsibility for who I am, what I do and how I behave. And that has that has got me to where I am, most definitely, you know, and getting to speak to, you know, people like you, which is just incredible. It's amazing. We've been talking for nearly an hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my gosh, have we? Oh, my gosh. You'll be missing your breakfast. <laughs> honestly I could just I feel I tell you how I feel I feel like I could just leave this and and I feel like you're just next door and I could just pop round yeah agreed (laughs) agreed I would actually love that (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there um yeah just uh yeah do you know this has been a really 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 fabulous fabulous hour and a half I've really enjoyed talking to you and I and I do hope we can kind of catch up and, and talk more because it's he's just brilliant talking to somebody who is so open and has such a really positive energy about them it's it's fabulous it's fabulous thank you I feel the same way you just you just created a space that I just felt so instantly at home, so comfortable. Even before I came on, I was just like genuinely really looking forward to speaking. That's why I messaged you yesterday. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm really looking forward to talking to you. Because <laughs> I just felt like, I just felt like, wow, I'm really looking forward to this call. And from the first second, I just felt so comfortable. And like, that is such a testament to you and your beautiful energy and like the oh. container that you've set here that, you know, people are able to just come in and just be themselves. Like, I just didn't feel any nervousness and I just felt completely like I could just show up and be myself and that's that's because you created that container and you created that energy and I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person that's been a guest on your podcast that feels the same so oh, thank well, you for that's that very that's very kind of you I'm uh, that's lovely thank you thank you I, I I think that's one of the reasons why I don't really have any questions that I want to ask and it's not structured I just want yeah. to literally like we're sat having a cup of tea 
and a chat and yeah. that's how I quite like to just to get to know people really you know but uh oh I've, I've absolutely loved this session I've um oh yeah really really Me really too. enjoyed it I feel like really energized it. I think that's when you know yeah. that something is like great because you, you I don't feel drained I, I feel energized I'm like oh, I feel like yeah. gonna have such a spree in my step for the rest of the day I um I wanted to, to touch on something that you mentioned about how you can now get yourself out of a, a funky thought pattern or, or, or a feeling of anxiety so quickly now and how you know a lot of people just like don't necessarily have the capabilities to do that I just want to say to anybody that is listening who is experiencing like mental health issues that Although you may not be able to bounce out of it right now, there is a reality that exists that that is possible for you because I can't tell you the transformation that I have had internally of feeling so, like I had debilitating mental health issues, like debilitating. And I now can have, do, I can now do exactly what you just said. Something can pop into my mind that normally would then, I would spiral, like I would have just spiraled. And now I can literally look at it and be like, how do I want to feel? No, I don't want that to affect me. And I can choose, I can, I can choose to let it affect me or not. And I, during my darkest days, I never would have imagined that that was possible for me. I have this very, very clear memory of me one day literally in the fetal position, in my friend's arms, on the couch, just crying and rocking back and forwards and saying to her, I'm scared I'm always going to feel this way. I'm scared this will never stop. I'm scared that this is, this will never change and I'm going to feel this way forever. And I I wish I could just go back and like whisper into her ear and be like, baby, everything is going to work out so beautifully. I have the response right now saying this. I want to tell anybody that is like in a dark place right now, this is not, doesn't, you, you're not going to, you don't have to feel this way forever and give yourself the grace that this is how you feel right now. And there's no pressure for you to feel instantly better right now, but there is a reality that exists that things just don't trigger you. Things just don't affect you. Like I can't even tell you the people in my life that are closest to me who have been my best friends since I was a child or high school. They are just saying to me like, Shana, this is, I just, you're blowing my mind. You're just blowing my mind with how you react to things now. I just don't, things don't affect me. They just don't. And if they do affect me, they might affect me for like half an hour or an hour. Like if something really bad happens, then I'm like affected for like the shortest amount of time. And I let myself do that. And then it just goes, it just moves through me. And I just don't get affected now. I have such a deep knowing and belief that everything is happening for me, not to me. I look back at the times of my life that like broke me and I can see so clearly why they had to happen and why it was for my best why honestly I can see like thank god that happened because if that hadn't have happened like this wouldn't have like I wouldn't be where I am now and although you may think that you can never feel this way there is a reality that exists that you just you're thriving and you feel so much peace in your spirit and you know that everything is happening for you and you know that it will make sense one day and you know that that you're so loved, like you're just so loved. Like there are universal forces that we can't see that just like love us and that you're so strong, you're stronger than you could ever even imagine. And I just want you to know that, 
yeah, I've been in those dark places and I'm just like so in the light now. Like I just, I'm just so good all the time. Like things just don't bother me. They don't affect me. I don't take things personally. I know that everything is going to work out. I know that everything is temporary. Anytime something's happening, I'm like, oh, this is a wave. This is a wave and I'm on the down end of the wave now, but I'll be back up soon. And this is temporary. And I'll, you know, they just, they said that because they're going through their own stuff. It doesn't mean anything about me. And like, I just, I just, yeah, I just want you to know that even though you can't, you don't feel like you can choose right now and you, you most likely can't choose right now. There is a reality that exists that you can choose, that you can just feel so good all the fucking time. And I can say that with my whole heart. And um, yeah, I'm so happy for the, I want you to message me on Instagram and tell me, Shauna, I'm in that place now. And yeah, I, I'm holding that vision for you. And I want you to message me and tell me that you're out of the, you're out of the, forest you're out of the dark and you're in the light now and that and you can stay there like I feel I, I really want everyone to know that things can get better and things will get better oh that's amazing oh well that's such a, a nice place to to finish as well what a lovely message to um to end our fantastic yeah. conversation with this just brilliant honestly I love it I absolutely love it and I think you are just Thank awesome you. I received that. I think same about you wholeheartedly. Um, no, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for getting up early and, and coming to talk to me. And yeah, I'm going to go find yeah. you on Instagram. I think I, yeah, <laughs> and, and right back. I actually went and had a look on your Instagram after I saw you on uh, BBD Live um, because my mom is mm. a very, very talented artist. And so I was like, oh my gosh, mom, like I sent her your profile. I was like, look at this, you get your classes. She loves, um, that's actually, she painted that a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, is that yeah. one of hers up there? Um, oh, and wow. it was, I think that was like the first time she ever painted something like that. And it's at, it's in my granddad's place. Um, but yeah, she's an incredible artist. So I've actually looked on your Instagram and I was like, holy moly, you are so talented. It's mind blowing how talented <laughs> you are. I was very, very inspired. And I was so inspired to hear about your business um, story as well. And um, honestly, such an inspiration for me. I'm so excited to when I can let you know, Bonnie, you know how you said you're sometimes earning like three times a month what you earn in a year? Like I'm doing that now too. So I'm so excited for like, you are just inspiring more people than you could even imagine, not only to let them know that they have an artist inside of them and that they're capable of learning the skills to be an incredible artist, but also that they're capable of learning the skills to be an incredible businesswoman. So you're such an inspiration to me. And I, yeah, I'm really looking forward to when I can tell you that I'm having the business milestone that, that you're having now. So you're just showing me that it's possible. You're showing oh. so many of us what's possible. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're, you're amazing. Absolutely. Oh, bless you. Oh, it's been an absolute joy, an absolute joy talking to you. Um, I wish I wasn't going, well, I'm not going to go to bed just yet, but I, you know, I, I feel like I could just do another day. <laughs> I'm like grateful that it's the morning because I have so much energy now. I'm like, what am I going to do? I know exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to do some manifesting when we get off because while my energy is so high, I'm going to do some manifesting right now. But I really, I'm super looking Amazing. forward. I really hope we can talk again. Oh. Oh gosh, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I'm going to go follow you on Instagram, and um, no, I'd love to. Even yeah, you know, outside yeah. of a podcast, I'd love to catch up with you. I think it's, oh, yeah, I've really, really loved it. Thank you so much for um, for being my guest and for being uh, just so amazing. Much. Right back at you, and I look forward <laughs> to 
talking to you and have the best time. And Abraham Hicks, can you please tell me everything? <laughs> because I'm like, oh I'm my so goodness, yeah. for you. Oh my and I, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, yeah, I need to hear everything. Um, I might even, do you want to send each other our favorite Abraham videos? Because I watch Abraham Hicks basically every day. So I will send you, I send videos to my mom all the time, the ones that I really like. So Oh yeah, no. I'm gonna send you. I'll be like, I listen to this one. Make sure you listen to it. So, yeah, no, definitely. I would love that. I would love that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Have a lovely rest of your day, and I'll speak very soon. Oh, all right. See you later. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my It's a Bonnie Old Life podcast. If you did, I'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too. My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonniesnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.